Chris. And I'm Ash. And we're Modus Operandi, a mostly true crime podcast. This one is both true crime and Ookspook. I love that. That's a great combination. We hit the mark this week, I think. Um, and it came to me kind of by accident. <laughs> so we, I was at um, Pat's parents' Sunday for dinner. Fun times, Sunday dinners. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we were... Somebody asked about the podcast, so I was kind of talking about it a little bit. And Faye, Pat's mom, asked me uh, if I'd ever heard of the Yazoo City Witch. So, of course, when Isn't I got... Isn't she from Yazoo City? She is. Oh, okay. That's why she... Because she grew up with this story. She grew up with this this folktale, right? Um, so, uh, so she asked me if I knew about it, and I didn't know the story. And um, so when I got home, we started looking it up. Pat and I started, like digging into the story and uh it actually turned out like a like a pretty cool story and it's actually i think true to some degree i think there's some you know what i mean okay so maybe true crime (laughs) yeah well (laughs) depends on if you believe what the officials say so um our story begins in the late 1800s Long, long time ago, long time when ago. the world was new. <laughs> well, Yazoo, Mississippi was very new. It was a port city. They were... It might not be the words to that song. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> oh, well, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so Yazoo City was, like, really becoming a bigger city. They really expected it to blow up. Spoiler alert, it did not. <laughs> it it really didn't, but it was supposed to have. <laughs> they were ready for it, though. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, like I said, it's in Yazoo, Mississippi. So there was a woman that lived close to the Yazoo River. So it was, like, kind of outside of town a little bit. She was a woman who lived alone in the house, not, not in the best shape. She was a little weird. So and it's very, the 1800s, and she's by herself and controls her own yes. finances and owns her own land. Right. So she's a witch. Yes. <laughs> very um, ostracized in the community. In fact, there started to become stories that, you know, she, the boys who went fishing along the Yazoo River kept disappearing. But like I said, she was odd and odd. The rumors and were relentless and abound about this woman. So her name may or may not have been Tandy Warren. We don't know that for sure because nobody talked to her and asked her her name. So we, there's kind of speculation about that. But it was possibly Tandy Warren. All of the stories about the Yazoo Witch just call her the witch. They don't give her a name at all. That's kind of rude. Yeah, so Tandy Warren, it was kind of something we had to dig for. And there's, like, nothing about her background, like, literally nothing about who she might have been or why she lived alone, any of that stuff. So she lived on the river about 40 years when our story begins. That's not an accurate number. Like I said, records are pretty sketch about this lady, but she lived there around 40 years. It's hard to find records from that far back that are, like, super reliable. Mm-hmm. Especially on a woman that nobody really liked or respected or treated right. as a human being. <laughs> Especially when she didn't technically live in town, so they didn't have to keep records on her. Right. Well, we're going to get to why there may also have been records missing. So the, another thing that I thought was interesting, and this may have come from nowhere, but her last name may or may not have been Warren. And if it was Warren, 
Warren was the next county over from Yazoo County that she lived in. Oh. And as we both know, because we live in the South, South Southern money runs deep. Old Southern money. That's fair. I kind of have a theory that maybe she was a part of the Warren family, but she was kooky, and so they kind of... The black sheep of the family, she was kicked out. She was like, bye. And there's nothing to support that at all. It was just something I... I mean, it's a thing that happened a lot, though. Yeah, so it was just kind of something Pat and I were, like, talking about as maybe it was a possibility. And we looked. Like, we looked for marriage records, and you can see them. Birth records? Yeah, we, I couldn't find anything to support this, this theory that I came up with. But I thought it was interesting that her name is, may have been Warren, and she was next to Warren County. Maybe it's something, maybe it's not. I mean, they're also usually really big families. Maybe it was like a cousin or something, not necessarily tied to like the main line. Could have been. Could have been. So, right. After the town started like noticing that her house was there, because it was a largely undeveloped area that she lived in. There was really nothing else out there. Then these rumors started popping up about young men that kept disappearing, who were going fishing on Yazoo River, et cetera, et cetera. The thought was that she maybe poisoned them with arsenic and buried their bodies in the hills behind her house. For what purposes would she do this? I I don't know. Um, and I did try to look, like I said, for the victims' names. I couldn't find a single one. Not a single one. Now, the records were all destroyed. It's possible that that was, one, that was some of the stuff that was destroyed. But I just thought it was interesting that I couldn't find a single victim's name when I was digging. That is kind of suspicious. Uh-huh. Suspicious indeed. So, in the late hours of a day, one autumn afternoon, a young boy named Jim Duncan, now that's his real name, there are several names given to this this boy and many of the variations of this story, but Jim Duncan was his actual real life name. He was going down the river on a raft, he happened to be going by this woman's home, and he was close enough that he heard screams. These were not screams of joy or pleasure. They were definitely screams of pain, according to him. So, How would he know? He's probably never given his wife pleasure in his life. <laughs> this point, he's a young boy. Like, he's, oh, like, he's a like a child. child. Yes. Oh. Um, Sorry, I assume that like the, like, this like was like a... Like a teenager, a, like okay. 15 or so. Again, no direct age. He was a girl he'd age, <laughs> Just around that age. Yeah, I gotcha. I don't know why I was picturing like a like a grown ass man. Just no. Like, so he gets out to investigate to find out what's going on with these screams. And according to him, he described um, a woman flailing her arms, dancing, and chanting over the bodies of two men. Then he was like, "All right, I'm out." Basically. So he gets back in his boat and he goes as fast as he can to town and he finds the sheriff and tells him what he saw. Now, I did really want to be able to find the sheriff's name and find out if if he had any reason to have beef with this woman or, you know, I was hoping for like some kind of intrigue there. Right. But I looked at the public records for the city during these times and again, records are pretty spotty. There was no sheriffs listed for the year of 1884. That's such a random, and that was like, what about around 1884? There there were some a little bit later, about 10 years later. There were other officials listed for 1884, but no sheriffs. There were constables listed. 
So is it possible that the name of the police officer just kind of, you know, like the title maybe just changed with the times? It's possible. But I don't, there's no way for me to really track down who he may have been talking about at the time. That's fair, I guess. Yeah. So anyways, and like I said, there had been word of mouth that these fishermen had disappearing too. So now I guess he has reason to be suspicious or... I mean, reason to be concerned, I would say, is fair. Yeah, yeah. So the sheriff and some of the other men in town, I'm I'm imagining in pitch with pitchforks, pitchforks ablaze, go to this woman's house on the river to investigate. When torches they, and pitchforks. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, why are we lighting our pitchforks on fire? What yeah. the fuck is happening No, now? that's not what the story says. That's just how I'm imagining it, because she's a kooky lady living by herself on the river. Beginning of Shrek style. <laughs> yes, exactly <laughs> that. Some of the men from town, they go in to investigate the house. And when they get there, the house isn't... There's nobody there. She's not there. There's no dead bodies on the floor. They, it, The house is empty. So they do a, a good search. Maybe she passed away maybe something happened blah 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 i guess so when they get to the attic there are the skeletons of two men hanging from the rafters and about a dozen malnourished cats and fish bones in the attic is the story all right i kind of wonder again there's no records so and it's just these four men or whatever in a room so I don't know. I kind of thought it was a little convenient. A little convenient, yes. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe this is really, really what happened. In that case, she's a serial killer, and the cops are doing the good thing, and they're gonna get her. And she's not feeding her cats enough, which is fucking rude. <laughs> um, I imagine she was probably pretty poor in the eighteen hundreds by herself. Like, okay, it's the eighteen hundreds by herself. Her cats should have plenty of like mice and stuff in the area, probably. And things to eat. Right. She lives right next to a river. Mm-hmm. Go catch some freaking fish and feed your cats. There you go. Well, anyway, so they start chasing this woman down because they see her kind of peeking out around the trees behind her house. So they start chasing her. And the woman runs into quicksand. In Mississippi? Mm-hmm. I mean, we have uh, sinkholes here in Florida. Sinkholes, not quicksand. The story I read said quicksand. It's possible it was a sinkhole, because I agree that makes more sense. Yeah. But anyways, she runs into... She was, like, entirely submerged. Like, she died in this sinkhole quicksand situation. But before she drowned in the sinkhole... Ooh, sorry. I know you're trying to move on. Maybe it was like um, you get those mats on swamps that grow up, mm-hmm. and then you like try to step on them, and you like fall right through. Yeah, because this is a very swampy, swampy. Area. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Because Missouri and like especially around Yazoo is very swampy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that makes the most sense biologically. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So right before she sank in this this quick hole sinkhole thing, she curses the town. She said, "You've always been mean to me. In 20 years, this town is gonna go." is going to be burned. Like, the whole thing is going to be destroyed. What year is this? Uh, so... Said 1804? Yeah, 1884. 1884, okay. 1884. So she curses the town, and that's the story. But the cops, I guess, being the good men that they are, um, take her body back to town, and they give her a proper burial in Glenwood Cemetery. 
Her head again. They don't know her name, so her this headstone. Say, nobody knows her name. What is she buried under? So her headstone has has her story on it now. I don't know what the original headstone had on it, but her headstone says the story. This story. It just has the story, and it says like what, like Yazoo Witch or something. Um, it's signed T W, which could mean the witch, or it could mean Tandy Warren. Oh, okay. I see. Okay. I see. They bring her body back. They bury her in Glenwood Zero Cemetery. Now, because this witch cursed the town, they want to make sure that the evil can't get out of her, right? Okay. So they chain her grave. They put a chain around her grave, an iron chain around her grave. Now, if you know anything about witchy lore, folklore type stuff, iron is supposed to repel evil. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So it traps the evil inside, right? And I mean, I think that's in a lot of sci-fi fantasy type stuff. If you put... You've watched some Supernatural. (laughs) Yeah. Like you put iron around some mythological creatures, they can't use their magic, yada, yada. So... Yeah. That was their protection. The town's protection. But was there a fire in 1904? We are getting there. These are the burning questions. Precisely. Get it? The yes. b- burning questions? Yes, I got it. <laughs> Puns. <laughs> so this next part of the story, there's a lot of speculation, but this is the most popular version and the version that I liked the best. Okay. I see. We're picking and choosing our data based on our moods these days. Listen, <laughs> most popular version of the story, and I will mention one other version. Okay. Okay. So the year is 1904. There's this big bank that just got erected to help fund the cotton merchants. Businesses are really starting to boom. Things, this town is really starting to grow up. It's going to become a big city, right? Things are looking good. Dun, dun, dun. All right. May 25th, 1904. That's Jonesy's birthday. Well, not the year, obviously. <laughs> right. <but. laughs> yes. So May 25th, 1904. It's a happy day. It's a wedding day. Whose wedding? Uh, a young lady, uh, last name Weiss. Okay. She really isn't that important, except for it may be where the fire started. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay. I, well, I was hoping maybe, like, she was getting married to, like, the kid who said, oh, hey. I mean, he'd be getting married as, like, an old man. But no, but fine. he's going to come back up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. So it's a happy day, a wedding day. A young lady is about to become a bride and a wife. She opens the windows to let some air flood in. There's candles lit because wedding and happiness right. and ambiance, right? It's a very windy day this day. Unusually windy for the time, in fact. And one of the candles lights a curtain on fire. And quicker than the groom caught feelings, the house goes up in flames. And then, right. And this, I'm assuming this is like an old, like, style, like, southern plantation style home. It's an old, like, but it was closer to the middle of town. Like, gotcha. They I were mean, getting married in a chapel in the middle sense, of town. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this is back, they didn't have big hoses to let the fires out. Buckets and, it was and a, lines of people. Yes, and it was a very windy day, so the whole town catches fire. I mean, like, the whole thing. Um, in fact, three quarters of the town like was burned down to the ground gone and that's like in historical records like yes proven documented yes yeah this part is absolutely 100 percent true <laughs> um where the fire started 
again, debatable. yes, but the fire did happen in 1904 is a really big deal for Yazoo City. Wind's that high. I mean, it would probably be hard to pinpoint the exact location. There could have even have been like mm-hmm. multiple ones, especially with the very, use of fire for light. Very possible. So Jim Duncan, who happened to be a firefighter at this point. Oh, okay. Interesting, right? Interesting. I mean, maybe he took that threat very seriously and thought it was, like, up to him to prevent it. Perhaps. Perhaps. But now he's grown, and he has a boy. A young son. Now, he had been helping the firefighters with the intense flame, trying to put keep it from destroying the town, which it already... It was gone. Um, but when he finished helping them, and when the fire was finally quelched, he discovered that his son had been in the middle of the town across from the salon the whole time. So he's mad, right? Like, he's, like, scared, he's mad, like, you could have been killed, what were you thinking? doing in the middle of a fire, sir? Exactly. Um, His son was so excited and so happy because he made a new friend that day, a woman that was dancing with him and protecting him from the flames. But the woman had given him a note. Okay. Mm -hmm. The woman gave him a note, and the note said, "Um, I told you so. And it was signed, Tandy Warren. Okay. Okay. This is going to sound crazy. Mm-hmm. Maybe she wasn't a witch. Maybe she was a psychic. And she... I mean, that's still a witch. Right, but... Yes. She'd been kicked out by the rest of her family, but first she got married and had a little baby, and they moved up to Connecticut, and she is the great-great-grandmother of Lorraine Warren, and her powers are real. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> That doesn't even track because I'm pretty sure Warren was her married name. I'm just Yeah, it was. (laughs) So after receiving the note, the sheriff and some of the townspeople had gone to Tandy's grave in Glenwood Cemetery. The iron chains around the grave had been broken. Maybe she wasn't evil. Iron's only supposed to like do evil energies or whatever, so maybe she was like a nice old lady. She did protect the kid. Yeah, it depends. And actually, there was only one person that died in the fire, and it's not even actually officially because of the fire. Officially, he was crushed by the collapse of a building. I mean, yeah. But to me, that's fire-related. So, But only one person died, which I thought was interesting. I feel like that's very, very lucky or very, very guided. (laughs) Yeah. And all the people in the town, they all said that it was supernatural how windy it was that day and the fire was just leaping across the roads to catch other things on fire. Of course, the lore and the stories around it got more and more exaggerated as time went on. This is still fun, though. Yeah, it's a good story, right? (laughs) So, of course, after this incident, they put the chains back around her grave. And since then, the chains have been remained intact except for, you know, some punk-ass teenagers try and mess with them sometimes so what would happen if we took a little what is it like five and a half hour trip to yazoo city and um removed the chains do you think it would catch on fire again according to her prophecy it was just 20 years after would be a fire so to me her prophecy is fulfilled but i guess like i don't she's know done now yeah i mean that's what she predicted and that's what happened but Maybe. I don't know. But I'm not tempting fate. I'm not trying to... I wasn't saying we should do it. I was just saying if we did, you know what I mean? She's probably gone at this point. I would imagine, you know, she stuck around for the 20 years, made sure her prophecy was fulfilled. She broke out. She, you know, made sure that almost nobody died. And then... It it depends on who you ask. Some people say she's still 
<laughs> witching out there. I'm sure that they, again, the lore just... Is the house still there? I don't know. I didn't think to look, to be honest. Yeah, I see a lot of stuff about her gravesite, but I wasn't seeing anything specifically... About her house? About her house. I, yeah, I honestly didn't think to look. I was really hoping that her war, the last, her last name being possibly Warren was really going to connect to some like big conspiracy with the next town over, to be honest. That was my, that was my grand hope, but I couldn't find anything to make that work. I'm sorry. That's real sad. Sometimes my imagination gets away with me. I imagine if the house was still there, it would be on the Yazoo City website with her grave location, I would imagine. You would think, because they would want to capitalize on that, right? Yeah. But anyways, the same family has watched over the, over the cemetery for the last several decades to keep an eye on the Witch of Yazoo. I'm assuming that they have, like, protocols to make sure that her spirit is uh, contained. I guess. Contained. <laughs> um, Can't take a second burning. Yeah. No, the whole town was Didn't never recover. turned into the city that it was supposed to be. So there was one other odd occurrence at the gravesite. Now, you know how heavy those headstones are. Yeah. Like, they are made to stand up for centuries and decades. Like, they're supposed to. But her, the gravestone that has her story on it, was very quickly knocked over and broken. Like, not long after it had been, it had been put up. So some people believe that she didn't like the, the story on her gravestone. So she kind of knocked it over. I mean, it's still there, though, right? It's just, like, cracked. Yeah, it's still there. It's still there and it's cracked. You can go see it. And there's pictures all over the internet. And then there was a a book written by an author, Willie Morris, who it's called, the book is called Good Old Boy, but he tells the story of the Yazoo Witch in that book, if you guys want to see it. I didn't read the book. I don't know what's in the book, but he's from there, I think. And Okay. So anyway. One more bizarre little nugget that, again, may or may not be anything at all. So I just kind of looked up, like, what Tandy means, like, baby names, like, what that means. Yeah, babynames.com or whatever. Yeah, like, I, I don't what know. What was the one that had the, the the list of, I don't know, they did, like, a thing during um the big thing last summer with Black Lives Matter. They had, like, a whole, it doesn't matter. Okay, I was it's like, I don't really know what you're talking about. Sorry. <laughs> the possible origins of the name Tandy, and there was a lot of them. Some thought it was short for Andrew, meaning warrior. Some thought it was from a native culture, meaning flower. But the two that caught my attention said that it could have been derived from the old Norse term Tandar, meaning fire. Okay. And the other eerie one is that it could be of Greek origins, meaning immortality. And if those are correct... Ook fucking spook. <laughs> Very convenient that yeah. that's the name that they throw around as a possible name. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, most of the time when you read this story, she's just referred to as the witch or the witch of Yazoo City. Like, trying to find a name for her, you kind of have to dig hard. Um, so I don't know exactly where they got the name Tandy Warren or why they think that may have been her name, but... She definitely was a real person. The town definitely did think she was a witch. She definitely died there, and there was definitely a fire in 1904. That is so interesting. Yeah. And I hate to disappoint you, but I actually have heard that story. Have you? Yeah, I did when not When I was looking one. at wedding venues, one of them um, specifically mentioned the whole... Um, 
where the the candle getting knocked over during a high windy day and like oh, lighting yeah. up the drapes as a reason that they don't let you burn candles. And it was like, oh, when did that happen? And she was like, oh, it was like a really long time ago in Yazoo and it burned down the whole city. And I was like, oh, wow. no way. Now the fire. I didn't hear the witch part though. That yeah. was, that was way cool. <laughs> but the fire could have also been started by a little boy who was playing with matches. I think that again, the, the lady at her wedding day, that's just a more interesting, better version, I think. I mean, it could be true. You never know. Yeah, you never know. That's Um, considered the most told version of the story. The threat of burning down entire uh, cities still Mm -hmm. haunts my wedding dreams to this day. I had to use (laughs) fake candles. Bummer. (laughs) The the fake candles nowadays are pretty good, though. I mean, they didn't look terrible, but... Right, but it's not a real candle. I get what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah. That's cool, because we wound up getting married on a nature preserve, which definitely wouldn't allow candles. Oh, yeah, no, definitely not. So yeah, I don't know. It was um, it was a really good story, and now I'm kind of on this witch kick. Because there's two now. That... I'm on this witch kick. Oh well, I mean, I've always been into witchy stuff, but yeah, now I'm like for real on this kick. <laughs> like the the two that I'd heard most often were um, the witch bell, witch elm, in somewhere in the northeast, and um, uh, Julie Brown, who was a witch in Louisiana, who prophesized something really bad and then it happened so those are another two really really cool witch stories and i don't know i'm gonna try and find other ones that i hadn't heard before because this one i didn't know about um last year during october there was this artist on tiktok who did um like a whole series on witches and she like told the stories of like various different witches all over the u.s and like did these really pretty um i think ink paintings or drawings I want to say her name was like Jessica Louser or something like that. They were beautiful. Yeah. I wound up buying you one, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she had like really cool witch stories. Yeah. If you like witch stories, I think yeah, I should. Yeah, I should look into that one too because. Yeah, they were based on like different witch tales from all over the US and stuff. I mean, her paintings yeah. were her paintings, but yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do some digging because I really like the witch vibes for, you know, reasons of me being me, but also witches. Anyway, if you want to hear more witch stories, that's a cool place to go. I think she's doing a new season or yeah. a new thing this year, but it's I don't think it's all witches. I think it's like legends. Yeah, which I it's need like to hang over. those pictures up because they really are really good. I'm just lazy. <laughs> <laughs> what else is new? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we still, we said we were going to repaint this room like three months ago. Yep. We'll get there. <laughs> anyway. Eventually. Thank you guys for listening, and if there's any specific stories you have about your town that you grew up with, lore, tales, that you'd like us to cover, send us a DM on Twitter, Instagram, yeah. even Facebook. I'd love some suggestions. At Modus Murder, murder spelled correctly on Twitter and Instagram, <laughs> without the E on Facebook because of community guidelines. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.